0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Thank you for tuning in. We got through these technical difficulties. This is the human condition. Episode five: The Ego. I'm Vince Orlando. I'm Sean Davis. How you doing, Sean?
0: I'm doing pretty good. How you doing hey, today?
1: I'm good. My ego's fantastic. Yeah, I bet <laughs> it is. All in check. Yeah, feeling good about Ooh. life. Um, yeah. Well, okay, we'll dive right in. Um, Ego, um, it's a term often misconstrued. So a, a, very, a very material definition of ego is obviously somebody who has a big ego, right? They, uh, they think very highly of themselves, they're very stubborn, uh, they don't want to be told what to do, aggressive. There's all these connotations that go along with the common definition of ego, very material worldly definition of ego that is the tip of the iceberg. So if you can envision the ego as an iceberg, there's really only 10% popping up. Right. The rest is submerged. Um so anyway, I I got into a uh a debate after the last episode with a friend of mine over ego. She asserts that you can have a healthy ego. Now when i speak of ego i am i'm speaking of it in terms of the spiritual plane so the perspective so when christ says i'm in this world but i'm not of it that's the way i view the world now i don't I, i don't view it in terms of the psychoanalytic definition as the ego being the mediator between the id and the material world that's not how i view it i view it as okay if we are spiritual beings having a human experience then the ego is the attachment to the material plane because in reality with without the material plane ego does not exist it's it's not a thing it's a human resource
0: um so the ego the ego needs an identity the
1: ego is identity
0: right so what happens is is what My identity is a collaboration of beliefs, memories, um, life that has transformed my personality. So what it is is I've, I've accumulated all of these memories and beliefs to form, you know, this identity. And the ego, you know, they talk about it in a lot of different terms. Um the angel on one side and the devil on the other, right which is which is duality, duality ego would be the devil, right so yeah there there is a good ego. People, I think nowadays will refer to it as consciousness. I think over time that it just it just changes names through through time, you know, well, the perspectives right I mean, Native Americans use. The the white wolf and mm-hmm. the dark wolf. You know, how do you know? Yin and yang. Right. Which one's going to get stronger? It's the one you feed, right? So these things all are in collaboration together. And my negative ego, that's what I call it is the negative ego, is my lesser self. It wants me to think that i'm a no good piece of shit that or i can't do you're better things. than everybody else
1: right It can do both right
0: so it'll the negative ego is all about judgment that's right this is wrong i'm better than or less than it creates a divide and a separation from me apart from everyone else you know
1: well that's and that's exactly what it is it's the individualized experience right that's that's what so ego in being the individualized experience it has no relevance outside of our humanness
0: right but so here's a question for you this was a real big one today in group how far will your ego go to avoid emotional pain to death.
1: You know, and I,
0: and broken legs is what we talked about. You know?
1: it, it'll take you down because the ego, the higher self doesn't suffer. The higher self isn't attached no. to worldly things. The higher self is not malleable. The higher self is God or whatever you consider you, you think source is, you know, so, so ego is suffering. Our attachment to ego as the absolute truth is where suffering is derived from. And this is just my opinion, but this is from years and years of dealing with this head on. And then I'm, I'm also extremely well read and I've gone into some, you know, to to some realms that uh, maybe others haven't and in what I consider ego to be. But I I get the definition. I, I, I can agree that if, if your worldview is materialist, that, because yin and yang is two sides of the ego, right. flip side of the same coin, right? That you need good and bad on the material plane to uh, to to have things happen. For you to experience joy, you have to feel pain, and for you to experience sadness, you have to feel happiness. You need both in the material plane. But if we look at consciousness, God as the end all be all, right? the the all all knowing all loving all powerful and i don't know if it knows anything i maybe it just is this infinite tapestry right if that's what we are and 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 in our humanness this is all a construct to have any aspiration towards a healthy ego at a certain point has to be counterproductive to what we might call nirvana um christ consciousness it doesn't matter how you frame it, this transcendence. So I believe, and this is just me, I believe that in our humanness, for me anyway, I'm not interested in anything but transcendence. Nothing else interests me. I I love, I want to love unconditionally, truly unconditionally. I got into a debate about that too, what unconditional love is. The things that Christ spoke That Martin Luther King spoke, that Gandhi spoke, these things resonate with me in a way that sometimes I wonder if I wrote them in a past life. Like that's that's how deeply I feel these concepts. So I'm not interested in a health – I was interested in a healthy ego to get out of crisis. It was necessary. And through the utilization of my ego, whenever I would set a goal – Ultimately, once I got to that goal, I would realize something about myself that was off in the aspiration of that goal. And this is just my experience, but I would realize there was something off in the aspiration of that experience. And I would grow beyond the goal that was achieved or not achieved, whatever the case is. But now for me, I, I just I, I want before I leave this plane, I want to know what Christ consciousness is. I, I think I understand it. But I, I really want to embody that, if only for a moment, before I make my transition. That's how deep I take ego, you know, in my thinking.
0: Yeah, it takes a minute to get there. And know? some pain and suffering. And, and, you're right. You know, yeah. and you know, I I believe that the ego is always. It's going to protect me. It even goes as far to protect me from future pain. Mm-hmm. You know so it's almost embedded in everything you can detach from the material plane all in right. moments right you know for you know e- truly detach where you believe or no that all prosperity is abundant you don't worry about money you don't look at your checking book and all these things and you are in present time awareness and you are in full detachment mode The truth is life will catch up, though. It does. We're human. It does. It will never be perfect for me, you know. Um, But I have spurts where I'm real close to where the negative ego is almost eliminated. The, The good side of the ego, you know, is one that. Allows me to believe that anything is possible, mm-hmm. that there is no lack and limitation. It is wound up in my spiritual consciousness. Well, wouldn't you say that's your
1: higher self? And then here's where it goes back to semantics, really, because we're talking the same thing, right? You know, we believe pretty much the same things. But if we get caught up in the semantics, which you know we did in this debate with my friend, we got caught in the semantics a little bit. Of um, really, we we practice mindfulness. So if you pra- practice mindfulness what is that what is it that you're attempting to be mindful of your thoughts right so you you know that you need to separate yourself from your thoughts that you're not your thoughts you're not your conditioning you're not those things you are this awareness of your thoughts and Eckhart Tolle said something that was extremely interesting to me and and I believe it it, it makes sense to me that there can be no ego where there is awareness so once you become aware and you're, and you're sitting back as the observer of your thoughts, once you reach that stage, ego can't truly exist. It can't dominate anymore. And that's not to say that it can't come in spurts, because we are programmed, we are human, we are confined to the five senses. And I, I always think, you know, if, if I were a, a Buddhist monk sitting in a monastery in Tibet, meditating 10 hours a day, I, I don't know how long, I'm just throwing numbers okay. out there, even... Even then, you have to come back to the five senses and go to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, so we're trapped in this dual state. And in the dual state, ego has, it serves a very valid function. And I think our attachment to the ego, that's really addiction. Like, what really what really drives you to these compulsions? It's your attachment to the ego. You believe that what you see in the material world is the absolute truth. So when you suffer, you do anything you can to alleviate the suffering. You seek pleasure in any way possible. You, you believe you're attached to the part of the ego that has subscribed to the material plane as the absolute truth.
0: Do you look at the emotional plane the same as the material plane? It's part of it.
1: it, it the emotional plane is part of it. And it's a very human thing. And and to say that we're not human, even as a Buddhist monk in a monastery meditating, you're still going to come back to the five senses. You're in your humanness. So, yeah, I, I do. I, the emotional is it's part of ego. So anything that we experience through the
0: five senses, I consider ego. Right. <clears throat> so a lot of this, you're still going to have to break, you know, brain state. Right. Um. I mean, that's. Probably the first piece that you got to do, you know. Being in recovery, you know, I was the God shaped whole, the feelings of inadequacy, the fear of rejection, the trauma, the abuse, and all these things are going to feed that negative ego mm-hmm. yeah. to the point where I believe the negative ego more than I do my consciousness or my higher Your self. Your higher self, yeah. You know, so. I'm going to have to do some rewiring, you know, and it takes absolutely an effort and it takes change to do these things. I just didn't I still struggle, you know, it was we all it, it was funny cuz I I uh I told the guys today in in group, I was like who has a hard time accepting a compliment? <laughs> and everyone's hand went up and I right. was like, "You know what? I do too." I was like somehow some way that negative ego still needs a say in making me. You know, it makes me uncomfortable when I get a compliment. I've I've been doing some new stuff with when I get them, but you know, someone could compliment me on my eye color, and I I I, I would. My ego still
1: got to look for something self deprecating. Right, moment. my you ego
0: gotta... still wants to make you feel the negative ego, like man, you worthless piece of shit, <laughs> because it was part of my God-shaped hole that still hasn't fully healed, you know, it still hasn't fully healed, even after all these years, there's still some insecurity here and there, Um, and, and I have to be conscious of that, and so like I told the guys today, like, what I do is I say, you know, I'll say something like, thank you very much, you don't know how much that means to me. It's very uncomfortable for me to take it's like a compliment. Out. Right, Looking out at the gym. I acknowledge how hard it is to take the compliment with the person, and I say thank you. And by doing that, That's a good practice. It, 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 it starts to break down the negative ego. That negative ego always wants me unsettled. It wants me in fear. It wants me in the future. It wants me kind of in a panic mode, always kind of like, always worrying about something because the negative ego can't be at peace.
1: You know, I I don't, and I I agree with that 100%. I don't think any part of the ego can be at peace because it's always going to be striving for something material. The higher self can be at peace. The higher self is at peace, always, irrelevant of, of, of what the ego is doing. The higher self is always at peace. God is always at peace.
0: Source is always at peace. You've experienced times, though, in your consciousness where the negative ego was dormant. Well
1: it's not and it it is predominantly dormant now. It comes and goes and I have to, but it is a daily practice that I have to right. I have to catch it. And with awareness, it, it can exist. It can't dominate. It's still there. Right. The the, the faulty programming is still there. Five I, years ago did it dominate? In moments, yeah. It wasn't all the time. So it's about ten years ago I became fully aware. You know, and I didn't know what I was aware of, but after my son was born, I, I started the the spiritual journey. And let's not, you know, some people get bothered by the word spiritual. Let's just say, let's say we just exist. Let's let's speak from the the plane of material, right? The the human realm. So what we can all agree on is that there is consciousness. That when that when you. Act in any way, shape or form, you can observe yourself as an observer, right? Right. So we know that there's some separation even in, in what is it that neuroscientists can explain for the life of them? Consciousness. They try. They try, try like hell, but they can't explain where it comes from. You know, they, they would like it to have derived in the brain and, you know, from the Big Bang and this, this, this amalgamation and compilation of different matter and subatomic particles. And, and, and now this is just a bunch of electrical, electrical impulses in our brain, which creates this consciousness that somehow knows better than this, right? And we all have these moments, whether it's through transcendental meditation, whether it's through peak experiences, whether it's through, um, your children whether it's through trauma we we get real close to that whatever that is we all experience it near death experiences we there 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 comes a point and i can't say everybody cuz i'm just me right? right but but we hear the stories right and we know that we're not alone in these moments of transcendence that we feel <clears throat> so even if you do believe you know sam harris is is a great example and you know sam harris and uh and Jordan Peterson did a podcast, and uh, it was their first one together, I believe, and I just I keep dropping the us, but whatever. They spent roughly three hours going back and forth on what the definition of truth is in the same way me and you could go back and forth on what the definition of ego is and waste everybody's time. We're not doing that, but but you can get caught in these words. And I, I thought that – would. and these are both extremely intelligent guys, but I love – that Sam Harris is touted as the the leader of the new atheist movement, yet he owns this. Uh, head, I think it's called Headspace. I might be saying that wrong. Yeah, but that's his. So even a, a, he's a neuroscientist and he's not a believer in God per se, but he's a believer in something. But he exists predominantly in in the the material world. But he's found something. That it, that's not connected to this, to what we know with these the site, you know, it's, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think he's done it because he's intelligent and because he's willing to sit down with people who are vehemently opposed to the way he thinks and sit there and, and say, OK, well, I, I don't agree with you, but let's talk about this because maybe I will. You know what I mean? I think that's extremely important. Ego won't allow for that. Ego has to be right. So whether you think you're a piece of shit or whether you think you're on top of the world and everyone's below you, both are unhealthy. So in my opinion, and again, just my opinion, in my opinion, the only healthy ego is subservient to your higher self. Humility. Humility. So Wayne Dyer, Wayne Dyer did a study in uh, Wisdom of Ages, I believe it was called. Of the 60-plus of the, the the world's greatest spe- uh, speakers, teachers, Jesus, Gandhi, Martin Luther King. Uh, and he found th- – of all these 60, he found three traits that were common among them. And this resonated like hell with me. These three traits were they weren't driven by power. They didn't care. They they, they weren't interested in anything that had to do with power. They They were connected to a purpose – that was higher than themselves, so they were driven by something. There was no real benefit in teaching love to everybody, other than you knew it was the truth, right? For Christ, for uh, Martin Luther King, got his ass beat all the time, was in jail, and there. Was, what what is the human benefit to that? When you, essentially you're in a position to where you could take the your visibility and turn that into something ego driven to prop you up on the the human plane and make this ride here. A lot easier so there they weren't they were driven by something bigger than them but the the other thing that that to me was was extremely extremely important an ego simply healthy or unhealthy cannot allow is they were unattached to the good opinion of others they didn't care there, there was a purpose they were driven by it Hadn't didn't care about power and didn't care about your opinion they, there was a truth there that they had connected to ego can't do that my opinion.
0: <laughs> so that's a purpose-driven life.
1: Purpose-driven life. You know, if Ego I'm living, doesn't live that. No, it doesn't. Yeah.
0: You know, in in a purpose-driven life, you know why you're here on the planet. Either your creator, your source, whatever. Um, you found your purpose, and it doesn't matter what others think about you or it doesn't even matter what stands in your way
1: or what you think about or him. what you think, <laughs> Right.
0: you know, if your creator sent you down here for a purpose, you're going to live that purpose no matter what, right. You know, there's no way around it, especially if you're awakened. You know, I know a lot of people who are now starting to find their purpose whether it be just change of careers, whether it be a motivational speaker, empowering others, being a healer, there's a there's a big move for people to live their inner purpose. Well, Victor
1: Victor Frankel, you know the, the, the logo therapy, a man search for meaning. Without it, without it, we're we're truly we're susceptible to all the shit that feeds our ego. We are susceptible to that because how could we not be? if you don't have and we search for meaning right we, that's what we do we well you would hope that's I know that's what I do i'm not i'm not where christ was i'm not where martin luther king was but i appreciate that and i would like to experience that and that's what i'm driven towards not for anything other than to feel it and maybe pass some of that along to my kids and anybody else to be a light
0: don't you think that part of your purpose is to Help others shift their consciousness? I think it's to be a light. I don't think I can help anybody.
1: If my intent is to help, I think – I think I, and again, this is an extreme interpretation of ego, right? So if my intent is to help by doing helpful things, I think I can do a disservice to myself because I, I believe that maybe there's some ego involved there. But if my intent is to be a light, which is my intent. And I'm not all the time. I know that I'm not. And I know that I still have work, but I'm aware. So it's to be a light in whatever space that I occupy from this point forward. And then when I wake up tomorrow from that point forward, the, the past is behind me. Future hasn't happened. How can I be a light in this moment? Do I hope that that helps people and and, and sheds
0: light in their direct? Absolutely. But I'll tell you a story. <clears throat> And this is why I believe that others can help others awaken. And um,
1: well, I believe turn they can. turn
0: turn I on the light. Uh, Renaissance Unity mm-hmm. at the old church. This was like a long time ago, and I'm talking long. Um, it was uh, Christmas Eve uh, Mass, and uh, they were doing what they normally do, lighting a candle for all the. 12 disciples and and they have they had the same ritual for a long time and they turned out all the lights in the church and what happened was is they had one candle they lit one candle from Jesus's candle and it was dark and we all had a candle and so the minister lit the first congregation's person's candle
1: Right, and And everyone else. I love that.
0: Lit, got their candle lit. Yep. And they even showed you before with one candle up towards the ceiling. There was a little bit of light, but then once everyone's candle was lit and they held it up to the ceiling, it illuminated the whole church. Right. And and I always look at that as how purpose driven people spiritually purpose driven people can can light others
1: and they can and they do and that's when i
0: speak of my heroes most of them were killed right but that's that's part of the deal you know if you're going to raise spiritual consciousness and and empower others there's spiritually a you. you know the chances are like you know your spiritual contract on the planet isn't going to be for very long
1: and that's okay you because know, it's not about this planet. No,
0: because it's just a homecoming for me. I'm just right. returning home. Like this isn't home for me. Right. Earth is not home. Right. I mean I have a hard time and I always tell guys in group, I tell a lot of people that I struggle operating in the third dimension. I struggle operating in the materialistic realm. Uh, those that's a beautiful that are, thing though. It. But it's difficult. (laughs) It's it's funny. It's beautiful to say, man. But when I'm surrounded by those that are power-driven, materialistically-driven, it's a
1: that'll have you motherfucking the world.
0: (laughs) It it I I a lot of times I can put the blinders on. A lot of times, what I'll do is send out love and compassion and mindfulness that they are me. That they are a reflection of me. Maybe they're still asleep, and power and materialism is what they're seeking. But they are a reflection of their source, which means that they're a reflection of me. Absolutely, it's just that we're not on the same spiritual plane, and that's okay. That's okay. I didn't. The I didn't, ego says it's not. Of course, because right? the ego will want to like control. Fuck, fuck that motherfucker! Yeah. You know, he cut him. He cut in front of line. You know, and I'll, it'll it'll get its little. You know, the ego likes its chatter. You know, it'll always have, not always, you just, that's a key point. it, it, It likes its little, you know, little chatter every now and then, especially if you're really spiritually on point and you've been on point for like a good month or so out of the blue, your little ego chatter will pop up out of nowhere and like think that it needs to participate in your spiritual conversation that you have going on. You're at peace and harmony and all of a sudden out of nowhere, that Here little fucking chatter, like, you know, and it's like, man, I, motherfucker, I thought she was asleep. Why the fuck did you get awakened? And usually that chatter gets awakened because there's something out of alignment with me spiritually. It, it just is. And the thing is, I have the ability and I have the tools now to look at how am I out of alignment? Am I not helping enough people? Am I not doing service work? Is there something in me? Do I have a resentment going on? Is there something that's off with me spiritually? I can take a look at that today. Now, some people can are all different levels of the game when it comes to looking at yourself spiritually.
1: Everybody's different levels. Everyone's different levels.
0: But I have found that if you want to get better looking at yourself spiritually, practice it like a motherfucker. You know? It, 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 everything in the spirit realm and everything that I've transcended to, I've had to practice. You know, even that negative ego that still wants me to make me feel like I'm a no good piece of shit alcoholic, I still work on that. I still, I still have a whole different toolbox for that particular negative ego. And sometimes, um, that ego can go down and, and be quiet for a long time. Sometimes um, something takes me down memory lane in a in, in a weird way. And uh, all of a sudden, boom, pop back up, no good piece of shit. And, and it strikes you. It, it strikes you differently. It's like, ooh, man, like I haven't felt that in a long time. Or when someone from your past remembers you from your older self, you know, Back in the day, and you are a completely different spiritual being now. And they bring up some old shit, and they they say something, and you're like,
1: "Ooh." Well, you you see what you just said, though, you, because here here's the level of awareness that you're at, and this is why I I thought that Eckhart Tolle his or totally, however you say it, I thought that his quote was so profound. It's so your ego can't truly exist because you're aware. So when that shit pops up, you catch it.
0: Ooh. You know what I mean? You just say, ooh. It's funny you say that because today in group, you know, this, this dude I work with, we both uh, share the same, same mentor, uh, Michael Johnson out of Detroit. Uh, the, the clinician brought up the story because he was saying that he was on a mission to destroy his ego when he ran into to Michael. And he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't destroy it completely. What you need to understand. Unless you pass. Right. Make your transition. That's where it goes away. What you need to understand is that the ego is like a house that's in your mind. You work. We've done all this work spiritually to get out of that house. But what you need to understand is that there's a door to that house. That I have the choice to go in or out of that house. The thing for most of us is that our ego has trapped us. We,
1: we've attached
0: to it. We've attached. Right. And, and, and after a that's while, identity, you're trapped. That's what we right. are. I, I, am, I am one with my ego, mm-hmm. you know. But there comes a point in time that when you do a lot of self-work, that you can recognize that this ego is merely a house that exists in my mind. It's enough. a teacher. Yeah.
1: It, I mean, it's it's the greatest teacher, if you can view it, is that because, because we are dualistic, there's no getting around that. It, whether you view this from a materialist worldview or spiritual, we're dualistic. There's two distinct parts of us
0: that I'll, are constantly battling. I always like to believe that we can get past the du- d- dualistic you mentality. You can you know? for and, a minute. Fourth, don't, fourth, you, fourth, fifth, sixth dimension, there's no more dual stuff it's oneness but it's not that we're oneness
1: see and that's the beauty of
0: of the human experience oneness with all things
1: well and we know that to be true me and you do because we've done that work so in 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 transcendental meditation you feel that psychedelics you feel that there's the birth of my my son and my daughter i felt that these peak experiences trauma when, when i was breaking myself down with alcohol or whatever it was that I, what i realized in retrospect is i was beating the shit out of my ego.
0: Which, beating the shit right, out of because it because your ego wanted to avoid pain. It, I no longer I, I yeah, i no longer want to feel pain. I'm going to use alcohol, I'm going to use whatever substance i can cuz i want to get rid of this pain. So my ego is ramped up. My instinctual ego rampage to get fucked up, numb out the pain and blot out my existence as a spiritual being
1: and see the higher self doesn't have that pain because it's not attached. No, it doesn't have a perception on the way things should be. The ego thinks, well, first the ego is programmed, right? So from the third trimester until you're about three years old, you have no moral compass. It's being – you're being programmed with all this information from your environment. Most of this stuff you don't even remember until you, you suffer trauma and wind up in, in a psychiatrist chair getting psychoanalyzed. Then it a starts like – the psych to, ward. Right. Or whatever. However that goes down yeah. in there but uh but you don't even realize that so we spend our entire so even from a psychoanalytical standpoint you're battling this programmed pre-programmed part of yourself that doesn't serve your highest good It's it it, it stands in complete contradiction
0: but what is your highest good your, not now not now but how did you find your highest good my highest i good think a lot of the through people that Okay, I think a lot of people want to know how to find their highest good, and
1: non-attachment
0: is a tough concept,
1: and we'll have to talk about that sometime too. But so, so I I realized, and it was through the birth of my son when I felt unconditional love. It was overwhelming. I had never felt it before in my life. If you would have told me prior to my son being born that it existed, I would tell you fuck off. That's stupid shit. Don't, don't miss me with that bullshit. Cause that's, that's not what the world's contri, or comprised of. The world is negative and I, I gotta get mine. I was grew up right. poor. I had my story. I was right. attached to myself. I grew up poor. I had this yeah. against me. Fuck the world. Fuck that. I the got dude. my look story. At, I look got at my what, story. Look at what I got. Look what yeah. I can achieve. Ha ha. Pat me on the back. Make me feel good.
0: Street life mentality.
1: You know, and that, and that's that's all I had. But even when it's not street life, look at me. I'm the overachiever. Look at my straight A's. And right, me. right. It's same shit. Flip yeah. side of the same coin. It's still Seeking ego. attention. So when you attach to any, and we assume these roles at a very young age, it doesn't matter if you're the overachiever, the scapegoat Whatever it is, you, right? You assume these roles, then that becomes your identity. When you become, and that, and Christ said, when Christ says, "I am," you know, and that's the problem I had when uh, when it came to you know it, it, sitting in AA and, and speaking. I had a real problem with labeling myself, even though I know it's necessary, especially in crisis. But so I, I got to the point. You asked how how I got there, and I don't know exactly what the purpose is, other than to be a light. And I, and all I can do that is by lighting myself up, you know, lighting. And so my work is here. This, this is where my work is now. And I have absolute faith in that. The more I light myself up, it's going to trickle down to the ones I love the most. I can't change them. With my kids, they're going to grow up. They're going to motherfuck me one day. It's going to happen. They're going to do things that I'm opposed to. It's going to happen. You know, but what they're not going to do is let me down by their humanist because I'm not attached to who I think they should be. That's unconditional love. So when I felt that unconditional love and I knew it existed, I had one of two choices. I could run to it or I could run from it, run from it. And I ran from it, not consistently. It was in spurts. Right. But I would have these breakdowns to where. It was just too much and I didn't know what to do with it and the world that was being presented to to me stood in contradiction to this feeling that I had. But somehow I knew that it was a binding force. Greg Braden went to uh, went to it was a monastery in Tibet it took 16 days to trek to it. And, uh, you know, he's lucky enough to because of who he is and whatever he have a conversation with one of the abbots and uh and he asked he asked this guy. He said uh, he said what's what's the force that binds all things? And the uh, the monk said compassion. So it, it, the the conversation was short, and and Greg left confused. It was some years later he visited another monastery, and and uh, and he he had the chance to meet another one of the abbot's hundred plus year old guy, <laughs> and he, he said I asked I I asked. Somebody else, this, and I want to ask you, what is the force that binds all things? And the uh, the monk kind of laughed at him. He didn't know why exactly, and I'm screwing up his story. But long story long story short, the the monk came back with compassion. So Greg had a little more time, and he says, "Well, isn't that an act? Isn't compassion an act?" And and the monk said to him, "It's both." It resonated with him and it didn't resonate with me at first, but I understand. if you understand compassion as a force of nature, compassion, true compassion, unconditional love, uh, just a, a, a respect of the beauty of all things and just the, the detachment from the way things should be and that everything is existing in perfect harmony to whatever its journey is at whatever given time, that is a force of nature. You see it in the with even outside of the human experience the in the way that subatomic particles interact with each other, there's a perfect harmony. We view a supernova as cataclysmic, right, but we're from that. so it's a beautiful thing you know and you look at the human race and we can talk about how bad off we are, but the population continues to grow, doesn't it? And it continues to grow not because we're not compassionate. Even though we have our setbacks, but somebody, as much as I can complain about the things that may have happened when I was a kid, somebody was feeding my ass. Somebody was changing my diaper. I'm sitting here with you right now, and me and you are able to talk because despite what we may have gone through, and this goes for anybody, it doesn't matter how bad you're, you perceive your life to be. If you've reached the age that we have, somebody was compassionate. It's real easy. It's hard to be a parent. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it, yeah. You know, it's it's easy to walk out. A lot easier, but there's something that despite the circumstances that are before you, keeps you there. That's that force. that That's what it is. And, and when you feel that, when you truly feel that and you decide to run to it, your purpose, you are your purpose. You know what I mean? Like you are your superpower. We are our superpower. The infinite had to shrink itself into us. It had to forget its own infiniteness, it, it, its own perfection in order to experience phenomena because whatever's up there doesn't need this or maybe it does maybe we're the evolution of that which is higher but to not know that we're so very you know from a materialist worldview we're this little speck on this blue dot which is true but we have consciousness that's such a beautiful beautiful thing to and to not realize that you are your superpower you're doing a disservice to what this thing is, this this entire existence here. Ego, ego can't detach from the shit that you that you see, hear, touch, taste. Ego cannot detach from that. It's what ego is. You know. I'll go back to your pop culture. The, the sickness. ego promotion. Yeah, the, the, the sickness. You know the bubble. Yeah, the bubble. You yeah. know.
0: Promoting material wealth. Look at me. Look at me. How many cars do I have? You know how scantless can I be? Um, how ruthless can I be? And you know it's uh, man. I wish people would turn off the TV. It's it's dangerous. You know?
1: I I always when I was a kid bullshit. The TV's great.
0: You know? Yeah, but I mean, come on. We were watching Knight Rider and stuff. I mean, I uh, I just look at. He was still cool as shit in the yeah. trans, you know. I, I look at how social media and the television almost have your ego programming in mind. The powers that be do because they're they, they
1: can serve a purpose. What we're doing right now, and we're getting out to you know, I, I don't know how many thousands of people, but it's all over the world. That's a that's an amazing thing. Now, the powers that be, the ones that want to capitalize on our egos, that's what you're talking about.
0: They're the ones who dominate this this medium. Not just that, but they want their shift. They want people being in the material mm-hmm. world. They, they need more consumers. I need more consumers. Consumerism. Yeah. yeah. The more I consume, you know, the more that you keep, the wealthy wealthy, um, the more programming they dish out, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and I need to have the newest iPhone. I need to have the newest car or or How whatever it means. How can I keep you sedated? How can I keep you asleep? Mm-hmm. I need you asleep. Yep. I don't need you waking up. Yeah, last that's thing. problem. Last <laughs> thing I want is you waking up. Yeah. Last thing I want is you waking up and waking up. People around you. When you decide that you don't need
1: to spend your last dollar on the house that's going to impress whatever woman or whatever man you're trying to get in whatever car, when you decide that you don't need that shit, you're dangerous to that system. You're a danger to the system. They don't want you detached. You have to be attached because if you're not attached, you don't consume.
0: Right. You don't need to. I want the money I earned to belong to me, and I'm going to choose what I need don't ever use the words practicality around loudly (laughs) because tell you the truth that's how I I do shit now is whatever consumerism I do it's all based out of practicality Mm -hmm. you know and I don't I don't need a lot I don't need a lot of stuff I don't have the newest Jordans Uh, you know tell you the truth I don't wear expensive clothes a whole lot unless like it's a special occasion. You know, everything is very humble. I don't need to draw attention to myself. Mm-hmm. My light that I shine isn't predicated on what clothes I wear.
1: It can't be. It it, it can't be. It, my my kid and this is one thing I teach in my house and I you know, considering there's been ups and downs in life but I'm happy with with the way my kids think, and I, I I can pat myself on the back a little bit for that and and their mother too, you know, we've co-parented effectively, but when I ask them what do we spend money on and they'll tell you what they've been taught experiences, not things. yeah, I live well below my means so I can travel. you know I, I maybe on social media I look like I got a little bit more than I do. I got enough, and I don't need anything more than that. If I can jump on a plane and go experience other parts of the worlds and shamanic culture, well, I'm good. I don't need
0: anything more than that. According to the laws of prosperity and abundance, we have unlimited supply.
1: <laughs> How could it not be true?
0: How could it not be true?
1: Peter, uh, Peter Nielsen was speaking at a Renaissance Unity, and and I'm you know I'm apprehensive on using the word God because of the stigma. But if you can break through that kind of like ego, if you can get through the what you 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 have predetermined in your mind is the definition of that um, but Peter Nielsen said, uh, with God as your partner, you better think big, yeah, so you're sitting in church, and it doesn't matter what church you're in or what spiritual community you talk about absolute faith, you talk about these big concepts, but you don't live like that. Because if you really knew that whatever the infinite is, the immalleable, whatever that is, if that's your partner, if you are that, you're derived from that, how how do you not have access to everything in front of you?
0: Ego, edging God out. Ego. It, it, cause you know, ego will it'll tell keep you, you from absolute faith. It does. It, 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 it is designed ant- to. It's it the is antithesis to, right. of absolute faith. It is designed to keep you separate from your creator, you know. I, it it'll, it's designed to keep you kind of like I said unsettled. Yeah. Not ever having. I have faith, but I have faith that you'll take care of all this stuff. But uh, this over here, my money, <laughs> you, that, you, you let me take care of that. Yeah, I'll take care. That, of, I'll that, let me be the one to take care of that. That's you have the shit let, I need to stress about. Right. It. <laughs> you you have to let it all. Yeah. Like the whole picture, the whole tapestry has to be turned over.
1: And it's tough, man, because, again, people have this – the real simplistic definition of ego is the big ego, right? right. I'm the shit. I'm, yeah. but, but ego is also I'm not the shit. Yeah. I'm super insecure when yeah. people make fun of me. When I was a kid, the thing that – so I, I when I, I became an actor, right, I needed everybody, no coincidence, needed everyone to adore me. That's, in my head, that's what would happen. So I, I went out seeking that. And uh, but I didn't want to be poor. You know, I couldn't be a starving artist out there. So I spent years and years dealing with cartel down in Mexico, running drugs across the country, risking my life, literally my life, because I was so, so deeply afraid of being made fun of for being poor again. I could not handle it. So, I, that, that was a big part of my experience. And I look back on the risks that I took, what I, this thing that I always had access to, this unconditional love that I didn't know existed, what I was willing to sacrifice for the ego. That is also ego, that, in, that, that, that insecurity that it keeps you in prison. Inadequacy. And it's ego. So, we can look at it as what, you know, it, it can't, can it be healthy? It can be used in a healthy way, right? It can be used in a healthy way.
0: For survival, you exp- for survival. And for learning, you know.
1: And for learning. But, but can you truly experience it? Transcendence, it does not exist. It doesn't exist beyond this plane. And when we get into those deep states of meditation, psychedelics, um, peak experiences, when we get to- – for me now, it's as easy as looking up at the stars on a certain night and I'm gone. And, and, and it's only for – You know, maybe 30 seconds and then I'm back and then I hear a car pass or whatever. But in those those little moments, you just know that you're connected to something that's so life is it's meant to be a series of these moments that at the end, hopefully you can piece together to to say that I've lived the life that that uh, that I wanted, you know, and then you take that back to where you wherever you take that back to we can get into the concepts of reincarnation and what that's all about. And, you know, that's a whole different thing. But uh, I just threw an eye out there for all, for all you people critiquing our, our yeah. shit. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, man. I think a lot of us, you know, I You know, I too sold drugs and firearms because uh, I didn't want to be poor. You know, it was a lot of financial insecurity. It hurt when people... To- called you out on that and uh thing about that life though is that it feeds the dark side of the ego quite a bit because uh, then you were going into harming others and now i'm harming people that tell you the truth I, I probably will never see but what my profession is is still enslaving people in some capacity you know feeding someone's addiction or you know right selling them a glock um uh, I'm not living in the light. Oh, no. I'm living in the dark. Yeah. And and
1: isn't it easy to justify when you're living in that dark?
0: Yeah. I I'll, I'll tell you one thing when I was in the darkness, I knew the light inside cuz it would talk to me. Right. Yeah. It would talk to me and duality. Yeah, it would kind of be like, well, I always like to think it was my god. Right. It, which and, it is. You know, your higher self. and it was like you know, you're going to come on, you know, you're, you're going to join the force, you know, like, why do you keep prolonging this? Why
1: do I have to keep slapping you in your head, Right, slapping you, you know, in your head? I'm not going to kill you. It, you but know,
0: You know, whether it's getting arrested or, or, you know, drinking and drugging to blot out the feelings I had about what I was doing, um, because I never really sought out power. Uh, through all that stuff. Power never really uh, excited me a whole lot. Um, I really did it for monetary gain. and um,
1: You were protecting yourself. Right. And, protecting and, your ego.
0: And so my God would, you know, I'd get pinched and, you know, I, I, I would skate by and, you know, get some probation and slap on the wrist and stuff. And I could always hear my, my God being like, what? I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Come on, stupid. I don't don't understand. I just don't understand what the fuck you're doing. And I would make excuses even when I had, you know, 200 grand, you know, underneath my bed. I still felt that was not enough. And I would still make justifications to live in the darkness because now it was comfortable for me. The light scared me what peop, what i thought people thought of those that walked in the truth and walked in the light oh no 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 no. i don't want to be one of them no, i don't want to don't, i don't want to be that guy yep. god forbid i'd be a motherfucking healer oh no
1: no 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 talking all that dumb shit yeah, about love you know and yeah the other cheek right
0: man. you know and and i i didn't understand because i didn't understand the truth and i didn't understand the light and i didn't understand how it worked my consciousness was below sea level it was in the depths of the ocean probably but there were spiritual experiences along the way um people showed me a lot of love and compassion when i was getting sober that uh i i didn't think that was real uh so you know feel i feel it like well, do, they must want something what do they want and i remember them old timers like man we don't want shit we want to see you sober Is you know it? And I remember I couldn't get a job. I got you. Start digging ditches tomorrow, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick you up. And I'm, I'm like, my ego's like, ooh, digging ditches, you know. But the God inside me was like, you got a job. You, There's a door that just opened for you. You're doing for you now. Right. And, and a lot of it is doors opening. I look at it a lot as like when I set aside the negative ego, and the the consciousness, and, and I'm living in my truth, and I'm living in God consciousness, uh, there's more doors that open for me. There's more experiences that show me the love that exists on the planet more, mm-hmm. rather than me telling you guys, I have a hard time operating here on the planet. You know, that's ego right there telling, you know, It's it's telling that, you know. Well, when you did
1: God's voice, when you did God's voice, you said, what the fuck are you doing? That's us. Because God, whatever that is, knows what the fuck you're doing. Doesn't judge you and whatever you're doing. Right. Knows it's all in divine order. So there's no reason. They're not even... Whatever that is isn't even attached to what you're doing. When people say, well, I, I pray, I'm really praying to God. I'm like, God's praying to you. God's praying to you to really... Because you, you've got everything at your fingertips, you just got to believe it. You know, Christ, Christ on Palm Sunday, where He says, and again, paraphrasing, because I'm not a Bible scholar, but says, "All these things I can do, you can do, and more." Right? Yeah. What are you worshiping me for? Come on, man. You know, and I speak Jesus in my own my own right, right. voice, but you know, but honestly, like you got this.
0: This is this is your thing. That's why you had to be killed. You are not separate from your source.
1: At all. At, at all. And don't let these motherfuckers out here who live in the material, don't let them tell you
0: otherwise. Even if your consciousness ain't at that place, your your, your power, your source, your God, whatever is not external. Doesn't exist up in the, the sky somewhere. Mm-mm. You are one with that source already. <laughs> it's only your perception that is keeping you separate from God or source, as well as your ego.
1: So the way I look at it, source is uh, source, and I did the uh again. I'm trying to catch myself. Source is the wood for this table. Human beings are the table. The table doesn't exist without source. You need that wood. So you got this infinite tapestry up here. Whatever it is, whether you believe it's conscious in the the way that humans are, or something beyond that we couldn't even contri or, or conceive of we're all part of that tapestry. Quantum physics has proven this. It's infinite. We're all part of it. We're all quantumly entangled. To think otherwise is ridiculous. To 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 believe in being separate when even from a from a scientific perspective, if you, if you're stuck in the material world, it says that we're all connected. To to think otherwise, you, you it's 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 like suicide or it's like saying, well, I'm just going to live in this little box here. Give me a prison cell and give me three meals a day until I die. That's what your life becomes when you be, – there's so much out there that we're connected to and if more people would just grasp – but ego doesn't watch – ego is not a part of that. Ego is the individualized experience and I'm not bashing ego but it can, it can absolutely there are be There still forces
0: working against you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and you have
0: to be conscious of those forces.
1: It's the awareness, man. It's the awareness. You're going to pop back into ego. That's okay. You can utilize ego to
0: gain insight. I mean, have you ever seen a commercial and you're like, "Man, that is some fucked up shit," you know, all the time. <laughs> yeah, all the time. All the time. You know, and that's that, That's the power. And you know, I, it, it's funny when I'm when I'm driving down 75, usually going downtown. And you just see billboard after billboard after billboard. They're stacked right next to each other, like one after the other, Constitution, after, Constitution, the other after the other, after the other. Yeah. If it's not getting help for drug treatment, it's going to the casino, buying a car. You <laughs> know, it, it, it's just Drink like, this, yeah, it's that. just like a wide variety of like bombardment of shit. And I always joke around because like the earth looks to, at least the United States, looks like one big commercial to me. Everything's a commercial. Culture, There's a yeah.
1: pop culture disease. So we got, we got a couple minutes. Um, I just said that that's what I'm going out with. Um, Come we, on, man. We have, we have some very special guests. Yes. If you want to talk about that um, on our next episode. Next
0: episode, we're going to bring uh, Amy Moore and Dr. Brad on the show. Uh, these two individuals work on uh, different types of metaphysical, spiritual healing, Um i've been seeing amy for a while she has the ability she does uh, sacral and some other things where it helps you remove trauma from the body you know there's a there's a type of massage also where um i can release old thinking um through massage it's it's quite interesting she'll be here and along with dr brad who has his own form of uh oh he's a chiropractor and um he's kind of like a metaphysical spiritual chiropractor these two in the studio um it's going to be it's going to be real interesting they're going to shed a lot of light on how to heal yourself um if you have trauma if you've by, had abuse by physical means, yeah, right. Without you know, without s- w- without Xanax yeah. and some Seroquil and some Lithium, some Paxil, you know, we can kind of fuck Big Pharma now. Yeah. Um, we we have the knowledge to heal yourself is out there, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna share that with us.
1: Thank you. Um, everybody, keep your comments coming. Keep your ideas. We obviously feed off of that, and that's what leads into the next episode and the next. We appreciate everyone who's, who's paying attention this early on. We're still getting everything uh, organized. but Still learning. Still learning. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you. I said, oh, again. Damn, man. See you in the next episode. That one moved fast.